This is the Hear Me Out CC podcast, a place to hear stories from the deaf and hard of hearing people and from your host, Ahmed Khalifa. You know what's really trendy right now? Working from home. I do it all the time. I enjoy it. I like it. But it seems like more and more people are doing it because it makes sense right now with the uh, pandemic, which is annoying. But hey-ho, pandemic is something that is forcing us to work from home, which means that more and more people are doing video calls as well. And not just those working from home, even people who are just having a casual night in with the family, we're having video calls all the time, which means that people are using various video calling platforms like Zoom. Zoom is very popular, but you know what's also becoming popular? Zoom fatigue is everywhere. People are talking about it. The news are just shouting about it. Zoom fatigue causing brain issues. Zoom fatigue, why you're feeling tired right now. Zoom fatigue, blah, 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 blah. It's everywhere. Maybe you haven't noticed it, but once I finish with this video, you will notice it if you've been doing video calls. And by the way, it's not just Zoom, it just, it could be anybody. It could be Skype, Google Hangout, Google Meet. It could be any of these platforms. It just, Zoom got popular and people use the word Zoom fatigue. Before we go into it, if you want to be a supporter of the channel, make sure you check out my Patreon page. Link is in the description. It would mean a lot to me. And while you're at it, click on that subscribe button there too. Back to the topic at hand, what is Zoom fatigue? Well, it is what it is. It's just written right there. It's when you're using Zoom or any other video call platforms and you get a fatigue as a result of it. Now, the fatigue can be many things, but it's basically because they are extra focusing and listening required to be able to keep up with the conversation, hence the word Zoom fatigue. Let's face it, it's quite clever that Zoom has uh, managed to claim that status as the big brand, the best one of all, because you hear Zoom fatigue, but you don't hear Skype fatigue, FaceTime fatigue, WhatsApp fatigue, no, Zoom, it's all Zoom. But if you think about it, if you're having multiple calls per day via videos, if you're having those gallery views with more than a dozen people and you're focusing on all of them, if you're having to work a bit extra harder to keep up with the conversation and trying to work out when to speak or who's saying what, all these things and just so hard work. Well, eventually you'll get tired and that is because your brain is literally working extra hard to process what the hell is going on and to process what is that person saying? Hence why eventually you'll get that tiredness kicking in. So why does it exist? Well, let me just highlight a few pointers why Zoom fatigue exists. Start with the first one. When you think about how there are a lot of non-verbal clues that you miss tonight in person, like for example, body language, emotional expressions. Sometimes it's just hard to work out what that person is feeling and emotionally, it's kind of hard to work it out. Well then you're working extra harder to understand how that person is feeling, what it's saying, all these things. That requires extra cognitive energy in your brain. The screen is also making it harder to focus on that person because you are only having that screen, but again, you can't see anything else around. You're not able to look around either, so you're not able to not look at the screen. So you're just staring intensely at that person and it just get really exhausting because you feel like you can't turn away. But so tiring but focus you have to focus and because of that it means that we can't have that peripheral vision when for example you're meeting a friend in a cafe you can kind of have that 
peripheral vision around you, you don't feel confined in that box that you see on the screen when you're video calling. And that, surprisingly, you might not know it, it does take effect on your brain. And then we're also focusing extra hard to, one, avoid staring at what's going on in the background and looking at that picture and that photograph and all these things and just judging them silently. But also, you're working extra hard to limit the background noise. So sometimes you can't help it. If your baby's crying or there's a dog barking, you can't help it unless you kick him out. But don't kick out the baby. Keep the baby safe. However, it just means that you have to work extra hard to work out what that person's saying above the background noise. And that will make you tired eventually. So people have realized that because of all these things, you get a bit tired from having video calls. And why is that? People didn't realize it until the term Zoom fatigue was coined in the media. And lo and behold, everyone thought of, yes, that was it. That is why I'm exhausted. Whew, where did this come from? This is a very, very new thing. Except it's not new at all. Because when I first heard the term Zoom fatigue, I laughed at it. Because one, I knew exactly what it was about. And two, it's kind of a normal thing that most, if not all, deaf and hard of hearing people go through because we call it concentration fatigue or listening fatigue. We get it all the time, not just video calls, but all the time when we have to have a conversation with someone. And I just find it quite funny that suddenly Zoom fatigue is making it very trendy. So if you think about how Zoom fatigue makes you tired, let me put it in the way of how it affects us in terms of the concentration fatigue aspect of it. because. Listening intensely is really hard. And obviously, that's what I and many people have to do when someone is talking. You focus so hard trying to work out what that person is saying. And you're trying to piece so many jigsaws together to get a complete picture. Except it will never be a complete picture. You're just trying to piece together as many clues as possible. A few words, the body language, the topic, the expression, the emotion. Piece it all together and eventually, maybe we can work out what that person is saying. But after doing all of that, your brain is using extra cognitive energy to work out that what that person's saying, and then we get so tired. And that is basically concentration fatigue, which is very, very similar. It's not exactly the same as Zoom fatigue. So we get it. We get it because we lived it, and we know what it feels like. So there is one good thing that came out of the topic of Zoom fatigue, is that I'm an expert at it and many, many people in my situation are also very, very experienced at dealing with it. Doesn't mean that it gets easier, it's just that we know what it's like and we know how to best manage it as much as we can, which is why I urge you to check out the post about concentration fatigue. You can find it in the description and it will give you an idea, a better, maybe more clearer idea of what that involves. But let me also share you some tips and advice on how to deal with Zoom fatigue, or let's just call it concentration fatigue because that's what it is. Number one is to avoid scheduling back-to-back -back video calls. Just like when you have in-person meetings, it gets exhausting. So give yourself a break by not doing that. Just avoid it. You don't need to have multiple back-to-back -back video calls in a day. Spread them out. Number two is you don't have to stare at the screen all the time. Now, yes, you want to focus on the person eye contact, all these things. But sometimes you just want to look around or just look elsewhere instead of just staring intensely at that person and not moving at all. 
gets a bit creepy. So just make sure you look around and just chill out. But when I say look around, it doesn't mean that you should look at the other computer monitor or look at another screen like your phone. No, just look around in your environment as well and continue conversation. Number three would be to consider having a phone call without the video. <gasps> yes, because that still exists and it has existed for many, many decades and we can still do that. But if you're able to and you could do that and you have the option and you have a phone, have a phone call. You don't have to have a video call all the time. So maybe that is better for you. Number four is to work out what is your limit. So if you feel like you're getting tired after 40 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, maybe it's less than that, maybe it's half an hour. Well then try to not have a long, long video call. Just be easy on yourself and work out what's your limit and then just work around that. So if you wanna have a meeting, just say half an hour is enough. I'm tired after that, let's move on. Let's face it, it's probably better that way because we don't want any meeting to just drag on for a long time, no. Number five would be to plan ahead on the topic that you're going to talk about. If you're having a meeting, some kind of work related, then if you have an idea what that's going to be about, you've got a head start on a topic and kind of easy to kind of get started on the conversation around that topic. And that person you know is gonna be focusing on that topic. Now, of course, if it's going to be like a family video call, that's a bit different. It's gonna be harder to keep up, but where possible, plan ahead on the topic. Number six would be to plan ahead on getting set up. You may or may have not noticed that I've done a video about how I get ready for video calls. I've got various setup, whether it's using tools on my computer or using equipment that is around me, like a microphone. I just make sure I get set up in advance so that I can get ready to go and just no hassle when you're frantically getting ready. So plan ahead, ease yourself into it, and then you're ready to go. Seven might be tricky for some people, but inform other people of your needs. Don't keep it to yourself. I made that mistake and it was a pain to deal with. And that's something that I have to learn over time to say to people, hey, could you do this or do that for me? It makes it a lot easier for me. You will save yourself a lot of headache if you be a bit open and inform people of what is your need. Eight is to ask everyone to have a microphone or have headphones with the microphone attached to it. It makes a big difference to the sound quality and it avoids having the speaker to get that sound out from the speaker and then goes into the microphone and it creates really bad quality sound. I've talked about this in a separate video on how to talk to people who are deaf or hard of hearing. It makes a big difference, it really does. So make sure you tell people that because you will save yourself a headache in the long term. Next up is to ask everyone to limit background noise as much as possible. Now, of course, I know when you're working from home, there are probably children around, there are dogs around, all these things, and they're making a racket. So try your best to make it work and just even telling people or going somewhere quiet, even that will make a difference. However, if you can't do that, then maybe in a certain situation, you will need to mute in that time when there's noise in the background. It just Everyone will win. If you try to limit that background noise as much as possible, it will make it easy for you to process information in your head because you don't have to work extra hard to work out what that person is saying above the background noise. Finally, and this is an important one, look after yourself. Give yourself a break. What I mean by that is to do the normal thing that we're all aware of, like 
eat well, sleep well, keep yourself hydrated, give yourself a break in between calls, just relax, be patient with yourself and your body, don't push yourself over the edge, you don't need to do that, so give yourself a break. It looks like video calls is not going anywhere, so I urge you to make the most out of this video and also check out my other videos and content and blog posts about how I deal with concentration fatigue and how I set up video calls and how you can also help other people to be able to talk to you if they are deaf or hard of hearing because there are ways around that. And right now, we all need that if we're going to be video calling all the time. So just check it out. Description are listing everything that you need to see and uh, let me know what you think in the comments down below as well. Hopefully this video will not just help you but also make you aware that this is a thing that has existed for a long time and it also will hopefully give you an awareness that this is what I and many people who are deaf and hard of hearing go through on a daily basis especially when there are other people around and you have to listen intensely and you have to focus so hard when that person speaking even if it's something like trying to work out lip reading what that person trying to say and it's just so so hard it's so so exhausting so hopefully haven't gone through it yourself, you've got an awareness of what it feels like on a day-to-day -day basis outside video call. And I'm glad you're doing that. I'm glad you get an experience because it means that you have that awareness and it means that also you will appreciate what other people are going through and we can just help each other out. Because like I said, video calls are not going anywhere. So let's make it easy for ourselves by helping each other out. If you found this episode useful, make sure you check out the link in the show notes for transcript and link to all the relevant sources and videos and you will enjoy it as much as I have putting it together. And please also leave a review on iTunes on what you think about this podcast. It would really mean a lot to me too. In the meantime, I will speak to you again soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Hear Me Out CC podcast courtesy of hearmeoutcc.com.